Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. I am so, so grateful for each one of you listeners. Thank you so much for being a part of this show and my journey. And I wonder what is possible for each and every one of us. My goodness, things are shifting and changing, my friends. I... Uh, yeah, I feel a little bit vulnerable with this with this radio show. There's there's some stuff that I will be talking about on here that I don't normally talk a lot about. And yeah, <laughs> so here we go. The radio show is the most life-changing, earth-shattering awareness I have had so far. And it's actually thanks to my sister Renee. She's a couple years older than I am. And I have her permission to share this on the show. So I did I did check with her because a lot of stuff, if I don't have permission, I don't share. And what occurred was in February of 2016, she was in an accident and really close to death in the car accident. Her and her daughter were uh, driving and the other vehicle uh, I think it's called T, T-boned her, I don't know, hit her on her door. Uh, and there's so much around it, but basically she had to be airlifted to a city hospital. And, and what occurred when she got there was uh, all of my family that could get there got there. And we have a really good family friend who is a nurse. And so she got there and people were there and assisting and... Renee was fine. Yes, there were some broken bones. Yes, there was some stuff, but she was fine and alive. And for that, we are all eternally grateful. And she was fine. <laughs> you'll, you'll get where I'm going with, with the fine thing in a bit. So by about midnight, she was actually released. Uh, she went and stayed at that friend's in Saskatoon and convinced them to let her out because, you know, other people needed the bed and the hospitals are busy and on and on and on. So she went home, you know, the, I don't know, a couple days later and, and just kind of started on the, the healing journey. And through insurance, what they did was they, of course, have people that work with you in terms of your getting better and what you can do. And so by September, they had her back at work part time. And uh, what was part of the requirement was her to get assessed at this place in, in Saskatoon. And I don't remember the proper term, uh, some sort of a rehabilitation place. So Renee went in there knowing she was totally fine <laughs> and just kind of knew she had to do this because it was part of the whole process, but she was fine. So it would kind of be in and out and she was done. And there's something like six or eight professionals, like a, you know, a physiotherapist and a psychologist and probably a medical doctor and different professionals that assess her individually during that assessment. And then they all get together and have a meeting about the assessment from their perspective. And then they called her in. Now, 
Renee was told she could bring in a support, but Renee also knew she was fine. So she wouldn't need a support because she was going to be in and out and on her way. So when they brought her in at the end of the day, after they'd all discussed, they said, we need you to start on Monday, coming in here full time for 14 weeks. And I might have some of the story mixed up, but you, you, what's important, I will, I will, uh, I, I'm sure of. And so she said, well, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need to. Everything's fine. I'm fine. My body's fine. Everything's fine. Let me go. And basically what the one guy said to her was, you know, we have concerns about this and this and this and whatever else going on for her physically. But he said, one of our concerns is that you don't know you're not fine. And I, when she was telling me this, it was, it was shocking (laughs) because it was such an energy that I have been so familiar with my entire life that I never really looked at. Now, I, you know, if you would have asked me before her and I had that discussion, you know, have you ever said you were fine when you weren't? Of course, I would have said a billion times, right? But there was something with that kind of maybe even the awareness she had with it and and just that like holy shit how often have i done that where i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and the biggest part of it for me when i was looking at it you know in terms of how i'd done that was I believe the lie, I'm fine. (laughs) You know, it's one thing to tell somebody, oh, I'm fine, so that you you don't have to go into story or it's not relevant or whatever. But actually not knowing it's a lie. Yeah, so everything that might bring up in your world, will you destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, podpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Of course, if anybody's not familiar, I use the tools from Access Consciousness, and that is the Access Consciousness clearing uh, phrase or clearing statement, and you can go to theclearingstatement.com for more information on how it works. So, you know, she, she quickly realized, or maybe it took her a while to really realize what they were saying, because a lot of what she could do physically before the accident, she actually couldn't do anymore and has such a great support system as in her, her daughter and her husband that she didn't even really, it wasn't a big deal because if she couldn't carry those five gallon pails on her farm, somebody else could. So the lie that you know she was fine, but also the lie that it would get better on its own like without rehab, like just give it time, she'll get better. And they, you know, had to say to her, it won't, like you actually need assistance for it to get better. And, you know, that was really the the biggest awareness that I've had so far, I'm sure there will be more. But really looking at all of the areas of my life that I'd done that like right from childhood. Now, my awareness is that most of us have done that to some degree. Maybe not entirely, but it kind of seems like one of two ways. We either do that, you know, where everything's fine, (laughs) everything's fine, everything's always fine, everything's fine. Or we do the other way of nothing's ever fine and always whining and always complaining and nobody wants to be around you because you're just that sort of kind of negativity energy. 
And so how much I avoided being that when it would have actually been okay (laughs) and actually appropriate to say, no, this doesn't work. No, this isn't kind. No, this, I'm not fine. Like even that, like, no, I'm not fine. I even thought of an example, um, probably, I don't know, maybe it was around 10 years ago, eight years ago, something like that. And hubby was actually away in England and it was March and we live out on a very secluded acreage, very back roads. And I was downstairs watching TV and I heard knocking at the door. Now it was late, well, late in my world, maybe it was about 10 o'clock or something at night. It was a crazy snowstorm and I knew not to open the door. I knew also not to let them know I was home. So I had, and I'd only had the basement light on, so they probably, because we have a walkout basement, they probably didn't see it. So they're banging on the door and I remember having the awareness that the patio door that's just off our kitchen wasn't locked. So I snuck around and and locked it and went back downstairs, shut everything off and just kind of was waiting for them to go. And I heard them come up those stairs at the kitchen and actually were trying to open that door. And all sorts of stuff going on in my world around that because they're literally trying to break in and I have, you know, I I have nothing. I mean, of course, I've got a cell phone or whatever, but I'm just like standing there in probably shock, maybe, uh, beyonds, we would call it in access. And all of a sudden, they left. And I went straight into, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I went and I actually had washed the, the bedding, I remember. So I was putting the bedding on the sheets. I was... Uh, or sort of putting the bedding on the bed and getting ready for bed and just went to bed and just forced myself to go to sleep when what would have maybe what I would maybe do now I mean it's hard to say for sure but just looking at that and and I truly that was a pretending to be fine because I was not fine I was freaking out (laughs) and what what could what I could have done was like maybe phone the police or maybe phone my neighbor or done something if I wouldn't have pretended to me, I was fine. Now, I know that sounds so minimal. And what if they would have broke in? You know, like there, there's just this kind of lie, this lying to myself that is so, so true in my world. <laughs> you know, and I've really been aware of it ever since I had that conversation with Renee about Okay, where am I saying I'm fine, but I'm not? Where am I pretending even to me that I'm fine and I'm not? And so some of you might have actually seen on my personal Facebook page, uh, I got an email (laughs) or a Facebook message, I guess, about a woman telling me how uh, a picture of me on my new sales page was heavy makeup and it, it shocked her and I should be more of my natural beauty. Now... Had I not had that conversation with Renee, (laughs) I would have been fine with that email. I totally would have. I totally would have justified it and went, you know what? She means her best. She's doing okay. You know what? She just doesn't like makeup. It's okay. I'll just message back and, and, you know, do kind of the thank you for caring or I'm sorry I shocked you or somehow made it okay in her world 
end in my world when it actually isn't okay. So what I did instead, (laughs) which kind of like totally blew my world wide open was I screenshotted it. I still blocked out her name and her picture because it's not about, you know, making her wrong or going into that, but just going, you know what? This bullying is not okay. Like I, I have spent years undoing the bullshit that I need to look like other people. I need to act like other people. I need to do what other people do to fit in. And then a message like that from a a fellow adult, (laughs) like, what the fuck? It's not okay. And it's okay for me to not be okay with that. And that's been a big part of it for myself is like, it's okay not to be fine. It's okay to say that's fucking doesn't work for me. Now, what's not okay is to go into that fucking doesn't work for me and you need to pay for it. You know, it wouldn't have worked for me to have her not have her name and picture blocked out. Like that truly would not have worked for me. That's, and maybe for some people it would, that's totally everybody's personal choice and what works for them. But it's going, it's okay for me to not be okay with bullying. And so I posted that on my personal page and, you know, so much support and kindness and, and just so grateful for everybody. But there was also people who were posting about, she doesn't mean to be mean. She's really trying to be kind. Let's just love her. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, fuck you. That's why abuse is so rampant on this planet because people go oh they didn't mean it people go oh it's okay people go I'm fine when I'm not how do I know I've done it for all of my life like seriously the shit that I have looked at since having that conversation on my grad night I was making out with a guy and he said hey let's go you know over here and do this so I went And then he said, hey, let's have sex. And I said, no, thank you. Well, I probably didn't say no, thank you, but no. And then he raped me. And I was fine. I was fine because I had been making out with him. Because I had went with him knowing, probably supposed to be knowing that that's what he was going to do or that's what he wanted. And I was fine. I never told anybody or laid charges because I was fine. I wasn't fine. That is not okay. That is not okay. So what is it going to take for each one of us to say, I'm not fine. This doesn't work for me. What's it going to take to change it? Everything that brings up and everything that that experience brings up for any of you, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Return to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, I also get with rape, there's a lot of things. There's the embarrassment, the shame. There's so many other things. And yet, I never told me I wasn't fine. And that's what this whole show is about, guys. This really is. It's not about making him wrong. It's not about, you know, anything. Not about making anybody wrong. It's about looking for me and going, what if it's okay to tell me when I'm not fine? Like, what if that's okay? I can then make my choices based on that. But if I don't even fucking tell me, then I can't make choices based on that. All I have to do is exactly what some of those posts said. Just send her love. You know what? Fuck that. 
It's not okay to bully somebody, even when it's cloaked in this energy of caring. I care so much about you. You shouldn't dress like that. You shouldn't wear makeup like that. You shouldn't look like that. You shouldn't act like that. That is not caring. Caring, as I did as I wrote on my post, is infinite allowance for the other person, no matter what they're choosing. And caring is infinite allowance for myself too. Without a point of view, without judgment. And also knowing what works for me. What I did with her was I blocked her. I didn't even respond. There was nothing to respond to. All it would have been if I would have responded and went into defenses, then she would have went into defense and it would have created more on the planet that doesn't work for me. But I also went, hey, no, I have no desire to have a Facebook friend or any other sort of friend that would bully me into being different than what I what works for me in that 10 seconds that is not kindness that is not caring that is a cunt cow faggot bitch of magnitude everything that brings up will you destroy it uncreate it all right wrong good bad online podpock shorts boys and beyonds and I know like I'm I'm probably sending out what might feel like some mixed energies because there's some potency and there's some intensity but then there's this oft also this kind of giggly light energy for me because for once I'm saying no this doesn't work for me she can be like that I don't need her to change believe me I know that's not gonna work she can be like that I'm just not allowing that in my circle of friends she would like to be graced with my friendship then she can look at what she needs to change to be a part of that circle everything that brings up will you destroy and uncreate it all right wrong good bad all nine pot pot shorts boys beyonds and I just got to tell you guys like I'm seriously so excited about this because even that statement to be graced with my friendship there would have been a time in my life not that long ago that I would have been on my knees so grateful she wanted to be my friend instead of going you know what actually you're going to be part of this you're going to step the fuck up or step the fuck out. And guess what? She got stepped the fuck out. On that note, we're going to go to break and we'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G L E N Y C E.net. 
Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So we're talking about the really, really cool, life-changing, earth-shattering awareness that I had in in correlation to a conversation that I had with my sister. And really just the crazy of being fine, the crazy of the lie that everything is fine and not even letting myself know when it's not fine. And, you know, in again, in kind of my dissection of a dissection of all of this for myself, the other thing I looked at is how I've used different modalities over the years to justify that fineness, justify that it's okay, justify that I'm fine and I should be fine. So by that, I mean even taking the either the law of attraction or accesses uh, awareness with we're the creator of our life. Now, believe me, <laughs> I, 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 get, I know that 110% for me. But what I would do then is I would look at something that I wasn't fine with. And maybe there would be kind of like this kind of bubbling up energy of not being fine with it. But then I'd go straight into but I'm the creator of it, so I have to be fine with it because I created it, so there must be some reason I created it, so I'm wrong and I'm bad and I created it, so I'm fine. (laughs) You know, like it's really how much of this crazy that I used, I used, it was never ever, you know, facilitated that way from Gary Ordain in Access, it was never ever facilitated that way in all of the other studies I did. That's the way that I utilized it to continue with the charade that I'm fine. Yeah, so everything that brings up, we destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pipock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, yes, absolutely acknowledging that, yes, I, I was part of the creation of that rape, absolutely. How much awareness did I shut off to even go with him, you know, leave the building that we were in with everybody? Yes, a lot of awareness, absolutely. Does it make what he chose okay? No. It doesn't. And it's okay for me not to be fine with what he chose. And it's also okay for me to say, hey, that doesn't work for me. So what is right about it I'm not getting? Cool. You know what? Likely gave me the awareness never to put myself in that situation again. And I say likely because honestly, I don't really remember, but um, that, you know, I never chose that again. So 
again, it's like using the information to create more, not to keep the lie that I'm fine in place, not to justify, not to make everything. It's almost like disregard myself in conjunction with it. And it's actually a question that I'm, I've got for Gary and Dane uh, around it, because how much then do we impact our bodies with that lie? How much have I impacted my body with the lie that I'm fine when I'm not? How much does the body have to carry? You know, and I, I've spoke about it, and this isn't something I can go into de- detail about because I don't have everybody else's permission as part of it, but I've spoke about it before on other radio shows where... Uh, there was, a, I remember being at the India seven day, I think that was February 2015. And my knees, especially one of them was really sore. And I, I was on the second floor, or the first floor, whatever, it was just one flight of stairs to go to my room. But a lot of times I took the elevator because that's how sore my knees were. And I really like had no clue what was going on because I'd never had knee problem in my life before. So I did a lot of the, oh, well, it's the extra weight. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And oh, that's okay. I'm going to go get a body process. I'm going to go do this and kind of not really looking at it. And come May of that year, I could actually not even really walk. Hubby was pushing me through airports in wheelchairs and my amazing little spot here on our acreage, I actually had to take the garden tractor, like drive myself to the spot because there's no way I could have actually walked it, which is very short distance. And it wasn't until May of that year when I could barely walk and I drove myself to my spot and I just cried and I cried and I cried because I'm not walking, I'm, you know, I'm in so much pain, and I didn't know, like, what the fuck, and I had the awareness to treat myself like I was my client, so I had a, you know, on my little deck, I had the, the Glenice, the facilitator, and I had Glenice, the client, and so I was like, okay, you know, if, if I was my client, what would I ask? Well, the first question would be, when did it start? So I'm like, okay, the India 7 day, there was nothing that I could really bring up around it, like nothing that there had went on, nothing that, there's nothing. I'm like, okay, so what happened, let's say the week before I left? And all of a sudden I had this huge awareness of exactly what it was. The week before I left, somebody had said something to me. It wasn't okay. (laughs) I wasn't fine, but I didn't tell me I wasn't fine. I went into, you know what? It's their right. It's their, it's somebody had changed their mind about um, something they were going to do. They told me they're going to do one thing. They changed their mind. They didn't acknowledge that they'd changed their mind and totally change it into a situation where put me right out of it. And I wasn't fine. But when I got in my car, (laughs) I remember telling myself, no, they have this right. It's that's their right. They, They can change their mind. They have infinite choice. Don't you know? driving home and within a week I can I'm I've got sore knees within five months I can barely walk and it was literally not acknowledging that I wasn't fine with what their choice was and again it wasn't about I should have voiced it and stomped and and made them know I wasn't okay and then they should have changed their mind like it wasn't about the end result it was actually just acknowledging for me in that moment 
that's not fine. I'm not fine. That hurt me on a level that I can't even put into words, but I'm fine. <laughs> and so, you know, when I when I look at it now, and I, I realized that back in May of, of 2015, like I really did. Then I started shifting and changing and clearing points of view and all that stuff. And, you know, within a few months, I was able to walk just fine and, and everything's fine now. But I didn't even put it into like the bigger picture. And that's probably what the conversation with Renee did for me was put it into the bigger picture. Like, you know, kind of saying, okay, well, that one time with the knees. No, that was one of a billion times in my entire lifetime. Because we're supposed to be, or I always got the message, I'm supposed to be the good girl, the nice girl, the quiet girl, the friendly girl, the helpful girl, the, the girl who doesn't put up any fuss, the girl that's no trouble, like all of those messages that I received. And then I chose to be them in order to ensure everybody around me was comfortable. And looking at that situation when the person was telling me, you know, about what was going on from what they had told me was going to go on. That really was a big part of it. If I would have voiced and said, but wait, you told me it was going to look like this and it was going to be like this and I've really had my heart set on it and this really, this really hurts me, that actually would have made them uncomfortable and I don't want to make people uncomfortable. That was a message I used to live. <laughs> that was a way I used to be. So everything that might bring up for you we destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pudpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And, and then, you know, so I don't want to deal with that. And I don't want to even deal with my stuff about it. So then I'm fine. <laughs> that's, that's where I go. Well, I'm fine. What if I'm not? What if it's okay not to be fine? <sighs> Everywhere you've bought the lie that you have to be fine, or the entire world will crumble, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, potpock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And that has been such a big part of it. Like, the control piece for me, because when I'm fine, there's this lie that I'm in control. And I, I get that that's where a lot of times I'm choosing the fine so that I can pretend I'm in control because what would it look like if I wasn't fine especially with people who've you know my family friends that have known me for years if I'm not fine then what you know what will that do in their world how much what how might they react I don't even have a clue what my family would react like if I suddenly wasn't fine and voiced it <laughs> like we just don't do that in our family and everything that is. We just start not great at all, right? Wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys, meons. We just don't do that in our family. We just don't do that in our family. We just don't do that in our family. All of the Shiku implants and explants holding that in place from a lifetime space, dimension, reality, universe, and anywhere I haven't mentioned. I revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate it all, right? Wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because I get that a lot of families don't. I get that a lot of families have just learnt to pretend and learnt to hide and learnt to either drink it away or eat it away or sex it away or shop it away or whatever it might be instead of going, hey, that doesn't work for me. I was actually watching a show which I actually quite enjoy. It's called, I think, Gracie and Frankie or Frankie and Gracie or something. It's on Netflix. And uh, there's two very different families. And the one is kind of 
uh, what we might say more proper and one is more hippie like and they were having the hippie like family was having a discussion and it was something had went on about oh i think i think the son in the, the one of the sons in the hippie like family had was breaking the news to his family that he had found his birth mother because he was adopted and what i was so like so inspired by was that they then had a conversation about it and they checked in with everybody around the table was everybody okay did anybody need anything like and that may just sound ridiculous to you, but I was so inspired by it because I thought, like, what if you could have those conversations? Like, honestly, the crazy is that we don't have those conversations in my family. We don't have any of those. We have a lot of fun. We get along really well, maybe because we're all fine. <laughs> and I'm not about, I'm not dissecting my family. I don't mean it like that. But it's like, what if we actually could? Like if, you know, like when somebody dies, like what if we could actually sit down and say, how are you? Like, are you okay? And, you know, when my grandpa died when I was nine and, and he was he was my world, at least that's what I remember him as. And... And nobody knew how to deal with death, let alone deal with a nine-year-old with death or probably any of my other sisters with death. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, they didn't know how to deal with their own stuff with regards to the death. So it just became where, well, we need to be fine. And it was never said to me, like, it, honestly, it was never ever told to me, you know, you need to stop being whatever, you need to be fine, you need to pretend, like nothing, that was never a conversation. I just assumed that I must have picked it up energetically that, oh, okay, this is how they're acting. So that's how I need to act. And of course, in access, we call that biomimetic mimicry, where we're mimicking what other people are choosing, even though it's crazy. <laughs> so all of the fineness that you might be mimicking from your friends or family, or even just from this whole freaking reality, will you revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, because what if, what if we're actually here to choose choose beyond what our families chose. You know, most parents have kids so that they can choose beyond what their parents chose. So they could choose to be a different type of a parent. They could choose to be more present or they could choose to be more caring or they could choose to be more kind or whatever it might be. Now, I never had kids and that was never something that was in my universe, but I get that I can be a different invitation to my friends and my family. I get that I can stop pretending things are fine when they're not, no matter how uncomfortable it makes people. Because that ultimately, for me, when I look at the planet that I'd like to live on, that's a big part of it. And it's not so everybody's walking around whining or complaining. That's not it at all. But really, the honesty and the vulnerability with me to say, hey, that doesn't work for me. That's not okay in my world. They're, they're probably still going to choose it. Like, what if that's okay? But just acknowledging it for me and saying no more. And then being the voice of, that doesn't work for me. And I get that that's working for you. And I get it's going to work for you. And I get that's what you're choosing. Doesn't work for me. Like, what if that's okay? Yeah. 
everything that brings up way to start and create it all right wrong good bad online podpock shorts boys and beyonds and so you might be going through your mind all of the ways that you've pretended you're fine pretended things are okay you might be having all of these awarenesses as i'm talking and everything that is we just expand out and just be present with it and anything that doesn't allow you to be infinite allowance for it all, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, putt, pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because that's really, you know, once I had that conversation with Renee, it felt like somebody took a thread and then, like, as I, I was maybe wrapped up in thread, and then somebody took it and just kind of flung it. And everything just kept unraveling and unraveling and unraveling. And it was, it was extremely uncomfortable. And I was extremely grateful for it all because there is a level of authenticity and vulnerability and kindness and caring for me that I've been asking to be. And I can't be that when all of this crazy is in the way, when I'm not even willing to acknowledge to me that something isn't okay. And so I've even just been asking myself, like every once in a while throughout a day, I'd be like, hey, how am I? Where am I? Because <laughs> really, and that was kind of the other piece that I really noticed with it, it was this level of aggressive presence. Because if I was willing to be aggressively present, chances are I couldn't hide the not fine from me and aggressively present means like aggressively present like present in every moment of every day without judgment of it with infinite allowance of it and the question that I run for myself with that is what energy space and consciousness can my body and I be to be the aggressive presence we truly be Anything that doesn't allow that, I just try and create it all right, wrong, good, bad, all nine podpock shorts, boys and beyonds. And usually I just run that kind of throughout the day whenever I perceive that I'm not being it or whenever I become aware that I'm really not in the room at all. Because uh, that really does, for me, it just really brings me back to the aggressive presence that, that really is what's natural for us. We've taught ourselves not to be present. We've taught ourselves to basically disconnect. And, and I get, at least for me, a lot of that is from the place of if I disconnect, I don't have to acknowledge that I'm not fine. Whew. everything that brings up will you destroy and uncreate it all return to sender with consciousness right wrong good bad all nine potpock shorts boys and beyonds all right we're gonna head to break and we'll be right back it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities www.glenice.net Close your eyes. 
Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about earth-shattering awareness of... Maybe not being fine with everything that has occurred in my life. And, you know, it's certainly not that I've never not been fine. Uh, There's certainly been times that I have really um, put it out there or shared with whoever in that moment that it wasn't fine. But it's very few and far between. And I remember actually one time, and I've talked about this a lot in classes, probably on radio shows too, where... You know, in Access, we talk about uh, really being aware of what the person can hear. And so there was, uh, gosh, probably five years ago, and it was Christmas, at, and we had it at my house with my family over, and, and Hubby just wasn't, just treated one of them in a way that just didn't work for me. And I didn't do anything with it in that moment, Um a lot of it was kind of the pretending it was fine. Uh, but there was no way. I don't think I could have pretended that much ever in my lifetime that for as mad as I was. And so, you know, everybody went home that night and I just kind of probably went to bed or whatever and just kind of like, okay, what is required to change this? And the next morning as I was getting ready, I had the awareness of what actually was required to change it. And it was a behavior that he chose throughout the years. And I was literally done, like done, done, done with it. And so I was very aware of what it took. One was the willingness to end the marriage. And I absolutely was and and still would be if he chose that again. And so that willingness and, and kind of getting over with, oh, well, you know what, we've been together this many years and we should see it through it. And, you know, it probably was too much to have my family, like all like all of those reasonings and justifications. No, it didn't work for me. OK, so what was going to work for me that to never occur again? <laughs> and so I remember I had I had curlers in my hair, I had like my makeup half on and it was just all of a sudden just time to go and and let him know I wasn't fine and what was required in the future. And, and I did. And I probably, I mean, I would have loved for it to have been videotaped um, just from the fact because I did it from one, just this awareness of what it was going to take to change it. I also did it from no point of view, which probably could have been disputed. Like it really, I did a really good job of being present with what was and saying what was required without a lot of gunk attached. And that was something I'd always done with him. 
well, probably anybody, if I did finally say something uh, that wasn't working for me, there was a lot of gunk and a lot of judgments and a lot of all that. But this was truly just like shooting from the hip, exactly what was required, exactly what in, in the way it was required. So I looked like a crazy lady, I'm sure, and just said straight out, that ever occurs again, I'm out. Like, I'm out. And But it was also from an energy of potency of, he knew I was like, he knew I wasn't getting whereas all the billions of other times I'd said it in our marriage. There's, uh, there was no way I was out. <laughs> there was no way I was out. It was just, it was just something to say. Whereas this time it was like, actually, no, I care so much for me that that is not okay. And so said it, did it left, uh, you know, cause I was, I was heading out and then, um, and, and then it was done. And I never played it over in my head again. I mean, again, I have talked about it a lot because it was a different way that I'd ever been in a million years with anybody. Uh, million years, that's interesting. Hmm. So all the lifetimes that I haven't been willing to acknowledge when I'm not fine or deal with something when I'm not fine, I'm going to just try and uncreate all those. You're welcome to, too, if that read for you. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, fun, box, shorts, boys, beyonds. And really just from that place of here's the way it is. Here's what's worked for me. Here's what doesn't work for me. He has infinite choice. I'm not going to take choice away from him. If he'd like to be like that, he absolutely can. He will not be like that with me. So that may not seem like infinite choice to you, but I also have infinite choice. So he gets to choose and I get to choose based on what he chooses. Just like he gets to choose based on what I choose. Like if I uh, started having, I don't know, um, 6 a.m. dance parties in the bedroom. <laughs> he would get to choose based on what works for him, which might be yelling at me, which probably very much would be, um, or moving to a different bedroom or whatever it might be. But there's like, we all have choice. And when we choose what works for us and we state what works for us, not from a place of control, because it wasn't like I said, you have to never be like that with anybody again. It was like, no, that never occurs with me ever again and that's all I'm saying he can go be and do that with anybody else and so just from that energy and from that intensity and that potency and that presence it has never occurred again if anything all of the relationships have gotten better and better and better and I am so grateful for that because it has been something that has been you know used to really control me instead of just finally saying what was what was required being aware of it um now, even that, to me, when I look at it, was was kind of um, planned out because I would still like to be okay to say in that moment when I'm not okay. Now, I knew I wasn't going to do it in front of my family so that, you know, that I was aware of in that moment, but I still didn't even do it that night. It was still, took me kind of some time to be like, okay, so what is required? What's it going to take? So I'm grateful that I chose it and... I'm also, I've also made a demand of myself that I actually acknowledge when I'm not fine in the moment and voice it in a way that's going to create more, no matter what that looks like. So if any of you also have that demand of you on three, will you destroy and create with me anything that doesn't allow us to be it? One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. And 
on forward. Let's destroy and create all of the solidified futures that we've created based on everything always having to be fucking fine. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. On five, will you destroy and create with me all of the algorithms that we've used and created and had impelled onto us? to pretend everything was fine, to pretend so well we don't even know when it's not fine. One, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five. And on six, we destroy and uncreate with me all of the past memories, past experiences, past lifetimes, oaths, vows, commitments, contracts, promises, decisions, judgments, conclusions, computations, anything I haven't mentioned that we've all bought into and sold that we have to be fine. And it's better to be fine than to voice what's truly going on. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, five, six. One, two, three, five, six. One, two, three, five, six. And on eight, will you instill all of the chaos that's required to change all of this dynamically? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 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 And on seven, will you destroy and create or sorry, on seven, will you add the energy of miracle anywhere it's required on the planet? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 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 Yeah. And I really, like, I truly wonder what is possible now with just the willingness to be infinitely aware for each of us of what's going on. <sighs> Anything that doesn't allow that way to start and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, fox, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And I did want to let you guys know about a couple of really cool things that I've got on the go. One is on Saturday, depending on when you're listening to this, Saturday, December 31st. Uh, so it might be in the past and it might be in the future. I've got three magic tricks to create 2017 your best year yet. And we're going to do uh, a Zoom that morning or at least morning in, in Alberta. So 11 a.m. Mountain. And you'll get the recording of it, both video and audio recording. We'll do the clearings, audio and video, or sorry, audio and written. You will also get um, each of the magic trick will be also available. You'll get it down as a download on, on audio so you can listen to it throughout the year to continue using it to create the magic for 2017. Uh, you will also get each of the magic tricks, um, all three of them written out kind of a step-by-step -step process. And you will also get as a bonus just for joining us questions to start your day. So these are written and audio, which really just are questions to exponentialize your day and questions to end your day, which really are designed to clear any junk from the day. Both of those bonuses you get as soon as you register and everything else you will get once all of the downloads and everything are sent out. So that's only depending on where, you know, if you've looked at the web page or not, you once you open the web page, you have 24 hours to get in at 50% off. So full price is only $77 Canadian. And so half price is $38.50 Canadian. And the web page is actually set up so that when you look at it, you've got 24 hours for half price. And after that, it'll it'll turn to $77. Gosh, I love technology. I just got to say it's really cool to play with. Anyway, 
So if you want the link to that, if you haven't seen that around, just let me know and I will I will send it to you. You can Facebook message me or however uh, you want to get into contact. Of course, also info at glenice.net. We also have on the first, any of my local friends, uh, you guys can come hang out at what I call the huge acreage of awesomeness. From 12 until 4, we're going to swap uh, bars, body processes, and we're going to run clearing so that 2017 really can exponentialize beyond what we never imagined possible. Then we are off to Phoenix, Arizona on January 7th and 8th, and I'm going to facilitate my specialty two-day class of exponentializing your capacities with energies, and that is also available live stream, so let me know if you'd like to join that way. Then we've got the pod for Dane's choice of possibility. So we're not going to do the live pod. We're going to have a video replay. So we will start January 15th in Lloydminster, Alberta. And then I'm off to Winnipeg. Bars on January 25th and foundation starts January 26th. And then off to Victoria, BC, February 24th for foundation. Then off to Edmonton in May. So May 10th, Sweet Tanya and I are going to co-facilitate bars. And then May 11th, we will start, uh, or I will facilitate foundation. Then off to Denver, Colorado, uh, May 24th for bars. And there's going to be three of us co-facilitating it. And then the 25th, we will I will facilitate foundation. And lots others to get on there yet. We just haven't got there, but do know that in June, I'm heading to Swift Current with foundation. Uh, so I'm so excited excited. How does it get any better? All right. So let's go back to talking about being fine. And you know, so so once you acknowledge you're not fine, then what do you do? And really, there's not really a right or a wrong from my awareness, it's really looking at what's going to create more. And it might be screaming your head off, it might be not saying a word, it might be saying something like, thank you for caring. Like it really, really depends on the situation. And for me, at least in this 10 seconds, maybe maybe I'll have a show in a week or two with something totally different. But in this 10 seconds, the biggest thing for me is just to acknowledge that I'm not fine with it. And it seems to be once I can acknowledge that, then just I'm just super aware of how then to change it for me not to change it so the other person does something different because that's that's a crazy thought (laughs) I would love to say that we could control people like that but believe me I've tried I haven't had success with it yet Uh, so it's looking at it okay like and and if you're not then then don't pretend you're not but also we don't want to be in the story of it either right so if you're not okay with something you don't need to go on and on and on about it. And I mean, somebody might even say my post on Facebook would have been a story or I see one gal is saying, you know, now I've created all this judgment towards that one gal just by posting that. And everybody's going to have their own point of view with that. And I'm totally cool with that. It's just looking at, hey, what what actually works for me here? What's required for me? And I had the awareness by posting it, the invitation it would be for other people to really look at where maybe they're being bullied or where they're bullying and aren't even aware of it. Because that's the other thing. And that's, you know, a lot of people commented, oh, she's trying to be nice or she's, she didn't mean anything by it. You know what? When we candy coat that, all we're doing is adding to it. 
Now, again, there was nothing for me to say to her, like nothing at all to say to her. So it wasn't about changing her ways. But it's also if we continue to pretend that that stuff is okay to say to people, that we just can, you know, message somebody out of the blue saying you're wearing too heavy of a makeup and I want you to see your natural beauty. Like, what is that? (laughs) Like, what the fuck is that? And what is it going to take to be the invitation on the planet where we be the infinite allowance for what people are choosing and not ever by the lie that we have to take it or we have to be okay with it or we have to be fine with it because we don't. You know, this is something we talk about a lot in my classes because people say, well, you know, I, I can't have allowance for animal abuse. Well, what if allowance isn't a doormat? Like, what if allowance isn't saying something is okay when it's not? I choose more and more to be infinite allowance for people who choose animal abuse, but it is in no way condoning it. It is in no way making it okay. It's in no way sitting back saying, oh, well, that's just the way it is. And, oh, those animals chose it and doing all the bullshit that that we've tried or I've tried for years of reasoning and justification it's going okay cool that actually doesn't work for me to be on a planet where that is okay what can I be and do different to change that it might be going and taking the animal away it might be phoning the SPCA it might be phoning the police it might be doing a billion of things But it's never about sitting back and going, oh, well, that's just the way it is. I'm infinite allowance now, so we just sit back and be okay. It's like, no, that's not okay. So anywhere you've misidentified and misapplied infinite allowance and being a doormat, we destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, and all the lies that you may have bought or sold that infinite allowance is being a doormat. We destroy and uncreate all that. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. Because I wonder what might be different. I know for myself, like even for me, like what might be different in 2017 and beyond by being willing to tell me when I'm not fine, being willing to be that honesty and vulnerability with me. Yeah. And I can just perceive the energy of that is huge so huge because you don't have to put on a happy face if you're not feeling that way now you don't also have to go out of your way and be cranky right we all have these infinite choices of really what works for us without the lie without the facade without the pretending and really letting us in on it for ourselves yeah and for me it's really looking at okay being that best friend with me being so kind and caring and vulnerable with me yeah yeah and anything that doesn't allow me to choose that I destroy and uncreate it all all right wrong good bad all nine podpock shorts boys and beyonds thanks so much for listening guys and I would absolutely love your feedback about this you know let me know if this is something that you know you've maybe dealt with or how you've changed it if you have or maybe this is your first time kind of becoming aware of it and whatever just um yeah let me know I would absolutely love your feedback and and uh 
I wonder what magic is possible for each one of us in 2017 and beyond. And I would absolutely love for you to join us for the three magic tricks to create 2017 your best year yet. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenice Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Mm-hmm.